let's look ahead to Thursday. It is a busy day. There are eight games on. There are a million back-to-backs bleeding from Wednesday into Thursday. Stream updates, injury updates, stream of the day. You know what's coming up. It's Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and Drake the kind of guy to hit thumbs up and subscribe on this video. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore bball, on TikTok at redrock underscore bball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We're available on all platforms. My, all my double bangers in the house. Hope you guys are here. Enjoy the show. All right. We're going to talk because I am running behind time. I keep getting up earlier and earlier every day, and I keep trying to pack more and more into every show, and therefore I keep running out of time every single day. So I don't know. I need to find uh, a way to do that. Maybe I need to be able to freeze time in some... It's probably, un- it's probably unrealistic, but I've got to find something to do because I keep running out of time. Regardless, we are talking the games on Thursday in the NBA. Eight of them on busy Thursday leading up to Christmas. So what are we looking at? We are looking at some injuries. What do we know at this current point in time? Um, Jalen Duran is going to be out. We actually got an, an injury update, the least surprising. Um, we actually just got two of the least surprising injury updates of all time. Ben Simmons is out again for at least another two weeks. You could have should have dropped him four weeks ago. Uh, Mark Williams has been downgraded to out again. Wow. Who saw that coming? And the other thing that actually just dropped as well is Wendell Carter's returning for Wednesday's game and he's immediately starting. So RIP, the team's going well with Goga starting. They'll keep starting him. Now what we want to see is what happens with the backup minutes. But Goga, done as a starter. All right? That is what we expected and it's happened immediately game one. So they are the, all the little updates that literally just dropped as I'm recording this. Now Jalen Duran out tomorrow. I am expecting the following guys to be out that aren't officially ruled out at this point. Um, Keontae George is out for Wednesday. He's doing some work and practicing. Looks like he'll be back this week. I don't think he plays on Thursday. I don't think Marco Fultz plays on Thursday. We had that game time decision stuff from him last week, and it feels like it's stepped back. So I'm just going to keep ruling him out. Andrew Nembhard remains out for the Pacers. Uh, DeLon Wright and Landry Shamet. We're getting close to their timeline of returning, but you know the Wizards aren't updating us with anything with those guys. I'm just going to keep ruling them out at this point. Not that they're impacting a huge amount, but they're 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 players. The Duck, Luke Kennard, in Memphis, his return date is around this period. We've heard nothing to suggest that he'll be back for this game on Thursday. Maybe after Christmas for him, but I'm going to list him doubtful for now. I've got Donovan Mitchell there as questionable because Donovan Mitchell is officially questionable for Wednesday and didn't make shoot around. So that means it's very unlikely to me that he plays on Wednesday and that would put him at risk of not playing on Thursday. I thought it was his shoulder, but apparently it's an illness like Every person in the NBA, I don't know, is there a chance that these guys in the NBA are maybe, I don't know, I, I don't know, getting in too close of confines with people and illness passes in around? I don't Who knows? Who knows? I, I'm not one to speculate. Zion Williamson, Jonas Valanciunas, Herb Jones are all ill and questionable for the games on um, Thursday. So there we go. Cody Zeller is questionable with, what is it, an ankle an ankle issue. Also, just note on the Cavs as I'm recording this, I don't know when you'll see this, but it looks like Craig Porter is going to start with Donovan Mitchell 
unlikely to play. Yeah, it looks like Mitchell won't. He's still questionable. Mitchell won't play Wednesday, so Porter might start, meaning there might be some streaming happening there for Craig across the Wednesday, Thursday. Apologies if you don't know what that name is. Uh, Americans, you would call it Craig. Craig. Even though it's very, very clearly Craig. Regardless, let's um, let's move on to the next bunch of injuries. Miles Turner and Sticks Jalen Smith are both still questionable for Wednesday. The Pacers have a Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back, so I'm going to list them questionable here. Who knows if they're able to play in either game. Looks like Marcus Smart might return. He's questionable for Thursday. I think he will be back, and then we get what's going to happen with that lineup. That's going to be interesting. Paulie George dealing with an illness for the... Um, for the Clippers, uh, he missed shoot-around today, so it seems like he won't play Wednesday, but so many illnesses going around, he's, there's a chance he does not play for the game on Thursday. The same with Storm and Norman Powell, who has got the same illness. <sighs> Anthony Davis is um, questionable because he's questionable for Wednesday's game. They put bogus questionable tags out all the time, but this is a Wednesday-Thursday back-to-back, so I will officially say that, yeah, there's a chance that he is more questionable than the usual tags would suggest. The official injury report, by the way, is still listing Jericho Sims as questionable for the Knicks, even though yeah, he's been ruled out for like three weeks. So, yeah, that's cool. Another another great injury reporting moment in uh, in the NBA. I also just realized I forgot to put that LeBron James is questionable, so that's great. And Shaden Sharp is questionable too. So I don't know what happened there, but I forgot to put those ones on. But Killian Hayes and Isaiah Stewart are both probable. So they're well, Hayes dealing with, you guessed it, uh, an illness. Stewart missed the last couple with a shoulder sprain, and then we'll see exactly what does go on with that uh, center rotation. Alex Crusoe and Pat Williams are both probable for Wednesday. Now, Crusoe's probably going to sprain his hand or, I don't know, if, rip his ear off or something during Wednesday's game, leave the game, come back, and then do the same thing on Thursday. So who knows? They're currently both probable, both Pat Williams and Caruso, for the action on Wednesday. I would expect that they play, but I also expect that they might pop up on the injury report listed as probable for Thursday's action. This is a problem. We've got so many back-to-backs. If you want to look at back-to-backs as we move forward Thursday to Friday, there's only one team. It's only the Wizards. So we're only looking at your Abdias, your Kulabalis, and then like, like who knows? <laughs> After that, like there's not much there. They're probably the only two real back-to-back options um, in that grouping of players, which is frustrating. We wish we had a little bit more there. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is pairing up with me, Josh Lloyd, Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast for waiver wire picks all through the season. So whether you're doing some sort of like daily draft scenario or you're looking at guys to add to your season-long team, we're going to help you get those players to be that guaranteed fit on your roster. Now, I've got a list of players here, but I'm going to go off the board and talk about a guy that might be a guaranteed fit because we saw a big performance from Trace Jackson Davis yesterday and a pretty strong one the game before that. Gavon Looney looks done. Sharich is struggling and Jackson Davis is providing something for the Warriors. There's no guarantee that he's anything more than a third string center. There's no guarantee that it even lasts beyond Draymond Green's suspension. But we always like to take some small dart throws from guys that are stepping up. And that's where Jackson Davis is at the moment. And maybe, I think he's a pretty good fit on the Warriors roster, but he could be a guaranteed fit on your fantasy roster. eBay champion, eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And that is the same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever it is your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. 
this is what is a memory of a car that I loved? I've never been a huge car guy, honestly. Like I'm just not someone who's like, wow, cars so cool. But the last couple of cars that I've that I've had have been a little bit, a little bit nice, a little bit better, apart from the, the hand me downs that I had you know, earlier in my life. So I had a, I used to have an Alfa Romeo, which was a nice little sporty sports car. Um, but that was pretty cool. Enjoy again. That was like the first car that I actually bought brand new. So you know, if I needed parts for that, I could have found them on eBay Motors with their eBay guaranteed fit. It's guaranteed to fit your ride first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. Keep your ride alive. Ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to US customers. Eligible items only and exclusions apply. Okay, so we know the back-to-back situation is just the Wizards. There are a million of those back-to-backs leading from Wednesday through to Thursday. The streamers are always going to be a little bit risky doing them a day in advance on a CFL or an hour in advance of the games. It'd be a little bit risky, but I'm going to throw a 10-team stream as, as Alex Caruso. I just love what he brings, if he brings it. like I, That's that's risky, right? But the payoff can be big. My 12-team stream sits as Pat Williams, which is always a risky play, but his floor is a little safer now that Tory Craig is out. The 14-teamer and the 16-teamer both belong to the Indiana Pacers, and it's not the centers. It might be the centers if we hear that Turner and Smith are out because Jackson would be the guy. But at this point, we're looking at Aaron Neesmith as a 14-team league guy and Timothy John McConnell as a 16-team league guy. But the Pacers could have big opportunities open for those centers. Well, that center, Isaiah Jackson, if those other guys sit out. In terms of Yahoo and ESPN points leagues, I think Taylor Horton Tucker is probably the go. He could really hurt with some efficiency stuff, but I think the role for him is uh, relatively secure at this point. So let's look at what is on my radar for these eight games. The first game is the Utah Jazz and the Detroit Pistons. I said there that I want to watch John Collins. I do, but I also want to watch him on Wednesday. They've got a back-to-back. How are they going to uh, utilize him? Will he start? Or is he going to be stuck in a bench roll? Is there any sort of security or consistency in their lineups? At this point, no, but we'll find out. For the Pistons, Isaiah Stewart is likely to play. What does it mean for Blunty? Does James Wiseman play five minutes? Does he take 18 minutes? Heaven forbid, does Isaiah Stewart move back to power forward? God, I, I am dreading what this team does. But we need to see where Wiseman fits in here. In terms of streams, Horton Tucker is really strong in Utah. Obviously, Clarkson, not Clarkson, Clarkson out with Se- Sexton's the guy, if he's available, but he's Ross in a lot of spots. And then you get down to some Kelly Linick type of players as streamers. And for the Pistons, I do like Ivy with Hayes and then the center spot. It's a little bit risky to try and figure out how they're going to roll with that. And that means it's, in, in a lot of cases, a bit of a stay away. The New Orleans Pelicans and the Cleveland Cavaliers. For the Pals, I, I want to see Zion. Now, he was sick last game and played through it. So maybe it's a little bit harsh on his low usage, but also a little bit was I harsh on Willie Green and the foul troubles the stuff? Because Willie Green didn't sit Zion because he was sick. He sat him because of fouls, which is frustrating. Um, but yeah, he was sick. And I just want to see Zion go into not even takeover mode, just like I'm the best player mode and he doesn't do it enough. So can something change or is the illness going to drag him down? What is it? In terms of streams, the Pelicans don't have much. Like if Herb or Murphy are available, then they're there. But otherwise, we go to Alvarado or Dyson Daniels. I don't have a huge amount of confidence in any of those players. But a ton of shit could open up if Zion is out, if, if Valanciunas is out, then we, we'd have to smash Cody Zeller. But even he might be out. And they don't have anybody. There's no Larry Nance. There's no Zeller. There's no Jonas. Like, honestly, I, I don't know who they would start if those guys are out. Because this is, this is me on the fly thinking about it. Unless there's somebody I'm missing, who the hell is their other center? 
Yeah, Valanciunas and Zala, they're both questionable. Oh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. There you go. Jeremiah Robinson Earl and an EJ Liddell would have to play center. Wow. All right. And then Isaac Okoro for the Cavs. I think he's going to be the stream guy. But if Mitchell remains out and it's a back-to-back, we don't know, then obviously Craig Porter and Sam Merrill become interesting guys there as well. A little bit of value opening up there in Cleveland. The Orlando Magic uh-huh, and the Milwaukee Bucks. This is a back-to-back for Orlando. Wendell Carter will return, as I mentioned earlier, and start for the Magic on Wednesday. I don't expect with a broken hand that he's going to sit out on a back-to-back, so I don't think we've got much to worry about there. For the Bucks, it is Leaky Beasley that I want to pay attention to because he's been a little bit on the downturn. I, I, I don't think that he has to be a must-roster player. You definitely can roster him, but it's been a slight downturn, which we all thought was coming. So let's see if we can get something back there for Leaky. In terms of streamers, it is probably John Isaac, but we get a little bit more information for the Magic on um, Wednesday. Like Isaac also might not play because it's a back-to-back. Ingles is also out Wednesday too, so there's a few moving parts. You guys like Jalen Suggs, if he's available, he's obviously a really good stream. Anthony Black could be streamed because Michael Fultz is likely out, and then a lot of the center stuff comes through. The Bucks, it's Connaughton, but Jesus, like nobody cares about that one really at all. The next game is the San Antonio Spurs and the Chicago Bulls. I want to watch Keldon Johnson because we highlighted him, the old horse, on the buy low sell high yesterday. Yesterday, and then he had a really strong game um, after that, and that was impressive. Is that is the sell high still there? Very obviously, yes. How much of the shooting improvement, especially his free throw improvement, is that going to hold? And let's just see how much of what he's doing is real. Sohan is probably the stream for the Spurs. Behind him, it's likely Branham. And then Victor Wembanyama should return in this game. He missed the last one. He, he's likely to return here, pushing Zach Collins back into a bench role. For Chicago, Caruso is the stream, but of course, you know, does he play? Who knows? Nobody knows. Indiana and Memphis, another back-to-back that we're looking at here for the Pacers. For the Grizzlies, obviously, uh, Jack Morant is uh, back and playing, and we might have Marcus Smart. So there's a lot of things to sort of figure out. And one of the things that I don't know that we figure out, but I want to see whether we figure out, is the centers. Is it Tillman? Is it Biombo? Is it a weird rotating mess between the two? Probably option C, yeah? But if we see Tillman starting and playing 27, then he does become a grab. I'm just not really confident in that. In terms of streams for the Pacers, Aaron Neesmith, I do like him as a stream. You can go to Obi Toppin after him and McConnell, and then a bunch of center stuff could open up, obviously. And then for the Grizzlies, it is probably Vince Williams, who I do think will lose his spot starting to smart, but he's going to get 20-ish minutes. He's been really good and better than most of their other um, trash bags of wings that they've been throwing out there a lot of the time. The next game we take a look at is the LA Clippers and the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Clippers are on a back-to-back. We fully expect Kawhi to play, but we don't know about Paul George because he's dealing with an illness, same as Norman Powell. For the Thunder, Joshy Giddy, two of his last three games have been good. I'm still not convinced but let's see how they utilize him. This should be a game that's close. So does he get the bench treatment down the stretch here? I would say that, especially with Kawhi and Harden and maybe Paul George on the other side and his defensive issues uh, and their defensive prowess, it might make it a little bit hard for him to be out there. In terms of streams, it would be Norman Powell, but I don't know that he's going to go. So Terrence Mann is on, the, is on the docket for us. And then for the Thunder, the stream legend is probably just always going to be Lou Dort. He's just not good enough to be always held. But if the opportunity arises, you can have a crack because he's a 29, 30 minute a night starter, which has some value. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
whether or not your family gives gifts during the holiday, you have, you've got the ability here to define how to give a gift to yourself. And during the holidays, when there's extra stress everywhere, work, family commitments, um, sometimes it's food-related stuff, money-related stuff, family dynamics-related stuff. There's a lot of stress that jumps up at this point of the year. So give yourself the gift of therapy. Go easy on yourself during the tough moments or give yourself an ability to just deal with all the problems that are inevitably going to be there and being able to cope with them is one of the big things that therapy is able to bring to you. BetterHelp is entirely online. It's convenient, it's flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a therapist, and if you find out that the therapy or the therapist doesn't actually match, you can just switch to another one at no charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. Okay, that will be... I'm still, no, we've got more guys. What am I talking about? Um, the Lakers and the Timberwolves is the next one. Back-to-back here for the Lakers. Back-to-back for the Timberwolves. We'll see what shakes out. LeBron and AD in particular. For the Lakers, stream-wise, it is probably Cam Reddish, but a bunch of stuff could open up. Gabe Vincent's likely to return as well. I doubt he would play the back-to-back, but we need to see how all that shakes down. And then you've got like Hachimura and Hayes and those sort of guys if AD or LeBron sit. For the Wolves, McDaniels is available in over 50% of leagues, rightfully so, but he's always going to be at least somewhat of an intriguing stream option for us that's available in a lot of different spots. The next game is the Washington Wizards and the Portland Trailblazers. Denny Avdia popped up when I was looking at my projections today as a guy that looked like around top 100 in points. I went, oh, okay. He's definitely been trending down. Like, is that is that real? Is the trend down real? Is he still better in points in categories? He probably is. But I want to see how they keep using him, what his usage looks like. Does he lose any minutes at any point? Because he has been trending down a lot from where he started this season. And then for the Blazers, it's Sterling Henderson. Scooter has been obviously disappointing. We know this. I don't know whether Shaden Sharp is going to play. If Sharp is out, unbelievably, they keep starting Malcolm Brogdon, but it does help Scoot get more minutes. Scoot is definitely more in this luxury stash type scenario at the moment. There is a chance that he never becomes a good fantasy option this season. That is possible. That happens to a lot of point guards. There's a decent chance that once middle of January rolls around, he's running at a top 100 level. There's a chance of that as well. I'm going to give him in the top sort of level teams until Christmas or maybe New Year around that time to just see what happens over the next week. And we've got another opportunity here to assess it. Bilal Kulabali is the good stream there for Washington. He's been dropped in a lot of areas, so he's a good option to stream in. And then for the Blazers, if you're looking for defensive stats, well, Matisse Slybel, we know what the painter does. He can bring you three steals and a block pretty much any time he's out there. We've seen it time and time again. The back-to-back stream, it's just the Wizards Thursday, Friday, but let's look at chunks. We've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. There are there's only There's two non-streamable days in there. That's Saturday with 13 games and Sunday with zero. But Thursday, Friday, and then Monday, Christmas Day, there is streamability happening. So who are the guys that we're looking at? Well, you know that I've been talking about the Suns and Grayson Allen all week. This week, no Bradley Beal. They play Friday. They play Monday. It's a good quality game schedule. Same with Eric Gordon. Brennan Pajemski is the other one too, who's really interesting to me. He's been dropped in a lot of spots because he left a game halfway through. I don't have an update. He says he's fine. But he's going to play Friday and Monday most likely as well. So yeah, I'd be looking at him. Kyle Lowry in the Heat, two quality games coming up. Kevin Love in the Heat, although Love is missing Wednesday's game. We'll see that he is okay. I assume he is. I believe he is 
ill as well. So he should be back and they become interesting quality game streams. And then Bilal is there with the Thursday-Friday combination that we talked about with the Wizards, a nice little back-to-back in week nine because a lot of these other ones, or all of those other ones, the quality games stretch into the beginning of week 10. Your 10-team streamers for the action on Thursday. It is risky putting Caruso there, but I am putting him up the top there. Followed by Pat Williams, Taylor Horton-Tucker, Denny Avdia, Jalen Suggsy-Suggs, and Kelly Olenek can be a stream. Again, there is risk in a lot of these guys. Not me, awesome, awesome options standing out, but there is still some solid ones. In terms of 12-teamers, it's all those six that we mentioned. Then we go to these other guys who are 40% or below. It's Aaron Neesmith, TJ McConnell, Jeremy Sohan, Jaden Ivey, Vince Williams, and Chris Dunn. But stuff can open up, especially looking at the, the Clippers with Paul George, looking at the Pacers with Miles Turner and whether he plays, and the Cavs with Donovan Mitchell. We look at Porter and Merrill, who definitely jump into these scenarios. Deeper leagues, we look at Isaac Okoro, Killian Hayes, um, Malachi Branham, Matisse Thibel, Xavier Tillman, and Simone Fontecchio. All of these guys are available in over 80% of fantasy leagues, and it's some actually pretty solid value for them on Thursday's uh, eight-game slate. And then lastly, for points leagues, these are all 45% rostered or below. Taylor Horton, Tucker sits there, Patty Williams, Alex Caruso, Jeremy Sohan, Jaden Ivey, and another Jaden, not many of those in the NBA, Jaden McDaniels. And that is the end of a look ahead to Thursday's games. So um, if you are listening on audio, come and join us on the video side. If you are on, and if you're on audio and you haven't subscribed, do it. Don't know why you wouldn't have. Just do it now. And if you're on the video side, well, you know what to subscribe as well. Be a double banger. Listen in both places. Thumb it up. Leave your comments down below here on YouTube as well. Part of the reason as well why it is good to come across to YouTube, um, if, even if you're an audio listener, is you can just chuck your comments in. And if you watch the premieres live, you get into the chat with a bunch of people there as well. We routinely have 100, sometimes you know, 1,500, 2,000 people in that live chat on the premieres, um, chatting fantasy basketball as well. And the majority of them are very well behaved. It's a fun time. Guys, follow me. I've already said all that stuff. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.